Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is October the 9th, and we are finishing the book of Romans, so read along if you can, and at the end, I'll give you a quick thought. I also will take just a few moments at the end of this episode to pray over what is happening right now in Israel and in Palestine and all the suffering and pain that is taking place. This is not what God wants, and he desires that people would be able to thrive. So let's join hearts in that at the end of this episode. But right now, let's finish the book of Romans, starting in chapter 15. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed and, moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, as it is written, Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again, it says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them. Because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, he gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God, so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem, all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see and those who have not heard will understand. This is why I have often been hindered from coming to you. But now that there is no more place for me to work in these regions, and since I have been longing for many years to visit you, I plan to do so when I go to Spain. 
I hope to see you while passing through and to have you assist me on my journey there after I have enjoyed your company for a while. Now, however, I am on my way to Jerusalem in the service of the Lord's people there. For Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the Lord's people in Jerusalem. They were pleased to do it, and indeed they owe it to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in the Jews' spiritual blessings, they owe it to the Jews to share with them their material blessings. So after I have completed this task and have made sure that they have received this contribution, I will go to Spain and visit you on the way. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the full measure of the blessing of Christ. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, to join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. Pray that I may be kept safe from the unbelievers in Judea and that the contribution I take to Jerusalem may be favorably received by the Lord's people there, so that I may come to you with joy by God's will, and in your company be refreshed. The God of peace be with you all. Amen. Romans chapter 16. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Centuria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people, and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Epinetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodion, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobas, Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teachings you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you. But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Timothy, my co-worker, sends his greetings to you. 
as do Lucius, Jason, and Sassipater, my fellow Jews. I, Tertius, who wrote down this letter, greet you in the Lord. Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, sends his greetings. Erastus, who is the city's director of public works, and our brother Quartus, send you their greetings. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. To the only wise God, be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. This concludes our reading for today and finishes the book of Romans. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So I want to point out how he ends chapter 16 here. He starts in verse 1 by saying, I commend to you our sister Phoebe. Okay, no big deal, right? He commends Phoebe. But you have to understand the way that Paul wrote. And so what we can actually understand from this is it's very likely that Phoebe is carrying this letter. Okay, that's super important. Why? Because if she's carrying this letter, she also would have read it to the church and to the people. Okay, well, that goes even deeper. If she's reading this letter, then she's also having to defend what Paul is writing and saying. You see, the one who brought the letter and read it would also be the one to try to transmit his heart to the people hearing it. So Phoebe would have had to have taken this very theological letter of Paul's and been able to explain it to the people. Why is that so important? Because it seems like people have this idea that Paul was against women in ministry. Yet look at the list of people he thanks at the end of this chapter. Half of them are women. Then take verse 3 in chapter 16. He says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. Now, in those days, you would always list the head of the household first. And in many other places, it's Aquila and Priscilla. But in this specific instance, he then goes on to say, Greet also the church that meets in their house. So by him listing Priscilla over Aquila in this instance, What he is saying is that Priscilla is the one that is leading this house church. So he is telling them to greet a woman who is teaching in her home about Jesus. Friends, here's why this is so important. Because God's desire is that all of his people would proclaim the gospel. God doesn't just give this to men to teach and to lead. He gives it to his people to do. And then he sends them out into the world that all people, male and female, would proclaim the name of Jesus. So wherever you are, whether male or female, young or old, be empowered today to proclaim the name of Jesus. Now, friends, if you haven't seen what is happening in Israel right now, it is awful. Not only that, but the Hamas group is using the Palestinians to hide behind. And so once again, innocent Palestinian lives are being taken in this war. Now, we know that there will always be unrest in this area. Unfortunately, this is deeper than what we see right now. In fact, if you didn't understand, it's actually a holy religious war that is taking place. But we know this, that God's heart is that all humanity would be safe and able to thrive. God does not like the loss of human life at all. Because all human beings were made in the image of God. 
So he is not for the destruction of people. So I just want to end today by hoping that we can join our hearts in prayer, that God would heal a land and restore a people, not a nation or a specific people groups, but a people, a humanity that he has put his mark on and has made in his image. So join me as we believe for this right now. God, our hearts are broken, but Lord, I know your heart is even more broken for the people whose lives are being destroyed and for the conflict that is taking place. Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit would flow through that land right now, that you would reach down and grab the hearts of people and show them your mercy and your grace. Lord, I pray for restoration for those who find themselves innocently as bystanders right now, watching this unfold and being torn apart. Lord, will you speak grace to them right now? Holy Spirit, will you engulf them in your arms? God, begin to soften hearts. I pray all the hearts that are hardened towards you, that have turned from you and are frustrated with you. God, I pray right now, will you soften those hearts? Make them fertile, that the seed of the gospel may be planted. Lord, I pray that you would bring resolution. Lord, that you would bring healing and restoration. God, I pray for the end of violence. Lord, I pray that the missiles would stop right now in Jesus' name. Lord, that the people being taken captive would be released. Lord, that they would not be harmed, that they would be set free and able to go home to their families right now. Lord, I pray that somehow out of this, you would remove these ideas of borders and lines that cause people to be pushed to an arm distance away. But Lord, somehow you would bring peace and wholeness to an entire land, an entire region. God, that there would be no more end to life. Lord, I pray over the Palestinians right now who are being used as shields, who are being hidden behind by this militant terrorist group. Lord, will you just set them free somehow, Lord? Will you supernaturally remove them from harm's way altogether, that their life would be preserved, and Lord, that they would be able to thrive? God, I pray that somehow your name would be lifted high. God, that all around people would be able to proclaim there is a God who is above all things. Lord, I pray this would bring people to their knees, not because of another nation or because of their military, but because of the God who holds all people in his hand. Lord, reveal yourself. Show them who you are, every single person on both sides of the conflict. And then, Lord, I pray that somehow there would be a song of praise and celebration as they heal together. Lord, I beg of you, will you pour your mercy out on every single one of them? God, I pray for hearts and attitudes and minds here in the United States as we watch this unfold. Lord, I pray it would break our hearts because we would see that there's a people who desperately need to know a loving Heavenly Father. And Lord, make us active. Make us so alert to that that it would cause us to preach the name of Jesus to our friends and our family and the people around us, knowing that everybody needs the opportunity to be saved, to understand a life-giving God. Lord, I pray for godly wisdom over political leaders. Lord, over our nation in the military who would make decisions right this very moment. God, I pray that politics would not reign in this conversation, but Lord, that somehow freedom in your name would reign. So give supernatural wisdom and divinely appointed ideas to those who are in political powers and seats of authority right here in the United States that the decisions made would not be biased towards some sort of political agenda, but instead they would be the most life-promoting ideas we can come up with. 
And in the end, Lord, I pray all of this would bring glory to you. All of this would restore mankind. God, I know that your heart is restoration. I know that you are in the business of reconciling all people to you. I pray that we, your people, would focus on that and that alone. And let us see what that looks like as you pour reconciliation out across Israel, Palestine, in the Gaza Strip, all of those places. Such a small portion of land with so many people in it. Lord, show us what harmony looks like here on this earth. Show us what reconciliation looks like as you restore people who are opposed with each other. And God, be glorified in your name lifted high. I ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please, friends, continue praying for what is happening. If you haven't seen what's going on, I challenge you to go look at it. Stare this evil in the face and understand how desperately we need a move of God. But that's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.